I've got my coffee and I've got my cheese toasties smothered in FB hot sauce. It's a crazy little thing called Love Death. Episode 65. She Man. you lovely people how are you all that's good to hear sorry it's been a bit late on the episode i've missed a week out it's not the fact that i didn't get a chance to record it i could have recorded it on my day off didn't have anything to talk about <laughs> so i thought let me leave it this week we'll do next week instead and see what bring what happens in my life not a lot to be frank <laughs> There's so much that's been going on lately, I I don't know where to start, so let's go with this, transcend, trans, can't even say the word, transgender dolls, that's the one, (laughs) yeah, transgender dolls, you can get them now, you've probably heard of them, Potato Head, so Mr. Potato Head, Hasbro, the company that take, that makes Mr. Potato Head, have decided to drop the mister. No more mister now. You can't call him mister. You can't call him missus. It's strictly potato head. They said the reason they've done this. Is obviously probably because of all these um, non-binary, binary. Whatever it is. 1001 genders. So they're changing things up. Which is proper strange. Because I've always known him as. Mr. Potato Head, he's, he's a bloke. Well, I think he knows he's a bloke. Well, he's not a bloke. He's a potato, but a male potato. <laughs> so they got rid of the the, uh, the gender, like Pacific now. The title, that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, I'm eating cheese toasties and I'm trying to talk at the same time. It's not helping, because I'm burping as well. <laughs> so yeah, man. Um, I, I was a bit, like, thrown back from it because, you know, like I said, I've always known him as Mr. Potato Head. And, and they've got rid of the title from his name. Don't know what to think of it, man, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> it's, it's crazy because what are you going to do now when they make the new Toy Story movie? Are they going to call him Mr. Potato Head? Or are they just going to say potato head? Which can be offensive, really. Because if you're saying potato head, potato head, someone on the street is going to think you're calling them. <laughs> i got a friend who's got, like, big ears and they stick out on the side. So we used to call him Trophy. Trophy! <laughs> Do I start calling him Mr. Trophy from now on? I don't know. It's 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 gone mad. It's gone mad. Obviously, the LGBTQ adv- advocacy group have applauded the potato playlist playset. I mean, ugh, it's mad, isn't it? It's. I mean, act, right. I can understand if they're gonna if you're gonna have like say a potato family, but the set comes as two two males and a baby. That's fair enough, because it's what's happening nowadays, isn't it? 
Yeah. We've got people, couples who are um, same sex, but they raising up a child. That's fine by me. You know, the child will probably get better support and love than they would have from their own parents for whatever reason it was. Or anyone else, any other weirdos out there. <laughs> but personally, I think they should have just kept the mister. And it. <laughs> if I told my dad, dad, I don't want to be known as Mr. Love Dev Barpega. I hope I said that right. I want you just to call me Love Dev Barpega. My dad would go mad. <laughs> Honestly, there'd be bleeps in it. They'd be going, beep. Who do you bloody. What is wrong with you, man? What? You're a man. Your boy is a man. Man is boy. Why you want to be a. Uh, don't want to be the mister? Huh? What? A... <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's it, man. I don't know what to say. It's going to happen to all the toys now. And it. He Man will not be known as He Man. It will just be. Oh my god, you can't even call him He or Man. Could you? Because He means, as in a male, He did it. Or she did it. And then man is a man. And then you got woman. Woman. What would you call he man? Oh my god. I've just blown my own mind. <laughs> what would you call? Oh. H-M. It's H-M. Short for he man. I don't know. Because he man might have issues. You know, you know what I mean? You might not know what his actual gender is. Because he's got like. Superpowers, any? He's master of the universe. Oh my god, I've just made it worse. You can't call him master of the universe because he's not a master anymore. Do you just call him universe? HM universe doesn't make no sense, man. <laughs> oh, I just blow my old mind. And I'm like a couple of minutes into the to podcast, and I've got so much to talk about. <laughs> hey, man. Oh my god! Because it's been over a week of recording, not recording my podcast. Right? I went on my Facebook as usual. A lot of people don't reply. <laughs> I think a lot of people just don't like me. Generally, <laughs> they probably find me annoying, and it, it's probably what it is. But I asked on there anyway if anyone's got any questions. And a friend of mine, Mackerel Donald, he said Mr. Potato Head. And I, and I forgot to put that in my notes because I did want to speak about that Potato Head business. But we kind of covered it now, innit? Because <laughs> blank blank of the universe has ruined it. So <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. I'm, sh I'm sure I could do that on stage. Do you reckon... That He-Man bit would be funny on stage. I reckon it would be, innit? I know, I know. I might do it, man. You know I don't do a lot of stories and and, and uh, observational stuff. But I'll give it a go. Anyway, I've got another question from Kay Barron. He says, During a global pandemic, while the majority of the nation is locked inside of their homes and live entertainment is cancelled until further notice... What does your didn't get a chance involve? <laughs> um, I think my didn't get a chance to get involved was 
Well, I applied for the BBC Radio West Midlands. I was trying to get on their books, and I was getting training. Like I haven't mentioned this; no one even know. You, some of you probably know. My friends, close friends who listen to this know, but those of you who are abroad might not know unless you are following me on Facebook. Love Dev Barpega. Do follow me up. Send me a message. I love to hear from you. People that are listening across the globe, because I know there's a lot of you. I got France, I got Yemen, I got US, I got Kenya, I don't know. I got loads. I'll read them out later, maybe. I haven't got my page up. But yeah, um so I was trying to get in with the BBC, basically. British Broadcasting uh, Network. Is that what it stands for? <laughs> BBC means something else. <laughs> that I haven't got. <laughs> I wish. Uh, so, <laughs> what? what's my didn't get a chance oh, over the year? Yeah, that was one of them, because basically it was right before lockdown. I was going into the studio and I was getting, like, training and stuff. And then all this thing happened and it, it kind of... I don't even know if it went on a hold, because the person I was trying to get in touch with, if you're listening, <laughs> I hope you are. Um, Yeah, like, I've sent them a couple of messages and they haven't got back to me. <laughs> I think that says it all, edit. <laughs> I've got no chance to get on the radio. I mean, I even applied. I mean, I can mention it now because they've chosen who they want. I applied to get on BBC Asian Network. I sent in a demo because they were after new presenters. Nothing. Never heard back. They've already chosen who they want. And I've had a look. I don't know who they are. But to be honest with you, they all look young. Like... They're like at least 20 years younger than me. So why would they want an old man? <laughs> he talks about a potato head on 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 a radio show. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, thanks for that question. The other, I suppose the other one is, uh, I had a couple of gigs like booked in and some of them were in a theatre. And I was like sandwiched between some really good acts, so well known on the circuit. They've done TV stuff, so even though it was just a gig, it'd be nice to be sandwiched between those people, and um, that never happened. So I'm a bit gutted. Oh, also, yeah, I was meant to be doing um, uh, what's it called? Working class comedy. I don't think no, that's not the name of the show. But basically, working class comedians go to Edinburgh, and Sean Davies, she does like a. Um, she puts a lineup, a group lineup together, and I was one of them. Like I was only Asian geezer <laughs> on the lineup, so that would have been nice. And that was la uh, last year, Edinburgh Fringe. I was meant to go, and this year we don't know what's happening, do we? Not really. But talking about gigs, I mean the gigs are trickling back now. Obviously, the Prime Minister has set out his guidelines. So from May, they reckon. All hospitality, like pubs and bars and stuff, will be open again, but it's going to have to be outdoor, which will be all right because by May it'll be the weather will be better then. You know, the sun will be out, temperatures won't be bad, and we can start gigging, and that will be great. So everyone's starting to put up gigs now on the um, on the old Facebook. You know, the promoters 
I'm trying to get a gig off them. <laughs> Same thing. You know, when you don't hear back. <laughs> they don't want me on their show. I don't know. I'm only messing around. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of comedians and there's a, there's so many gigs. So as a promoter, you've got to make the right selection to make the night work, I suppose. Comedy night. Yeah. So it's got to be different. Eventually, I will probably get a gig. I have got one booked in, but that's in a theatre in, uh, where is it? Evesham. Good old Evesham. So that, that's not until September, which is months away. <laughs> but yeah, it's waiting for that to come in now, to be honest. I've just had a, a thought pop up in my idea while I was talking. You know, back back to the He-Man business, they're going to have to call him She-Man. <laughs> By the power of Graceful, I have the power, She-Man. <laughs> that'll be the new. That'll be a proper transgender doll, She-Man. I think it's time to answer another question, but this time it's a no stupid question, brought to you from Reddit on the Reddit forum of no stupid questions, and I do this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so today's question has been posted by useful classroom underscore triple eight <laughs> and the question is do you ever stop missing your dog that's passed away right do i ever miss my dog i've, I've never had a dog first of all so i wouldn't really no i have had a dog i'll take that one back I haven't had, a, shall we say, I haven't had a pet that's passed away. So I've never really missed the pet in that sense, I'm guessing. Um, let's see what he's put here. Hi, this is my first Reddit post. Okay. <laughs> Welcome. I'm a little nervous, but here I go. How are you? You're only typing, my friend. Do you ever stop missing your dog that's passed away? No, I've never had a dog that's passed away. How do you end up coming coping with it? <laughs> Get a new dog. When are you ready to adopt a new fur baby? When I think it's time to make the right decision, probably. <laughs> People keep telling me to move on, but I miss her every day. Ah, she was with me for most of my adult life. Through parents' divorce, abuse relationships and life achievements. I still expect her to greet me at the door or to hear her coming around the corner. Now, that's kind of sweet, isn't it? Because that's what you expect mainly a dog to do. A cat would never do that. Open the door. The cat would more or less run the other way. <laughs> my cat does. She never. I've never opened my door and seen my cat run up to me. Never. She just like, he's old and then she'll turn and move <laughs> so in that sense yeah I mean how do, you, how do you cope with a pet it's a tricky one isn't it it depends on the pet it depends like what you've been through like this person has obviously been through a lot with their pet haven't they so to be I'll tell you what yesterday like my cat likes to snuggle up with me sometimes Faithy. 
She's, like, she's a real pest. She's like, I think she's worse than the kids. I say this all the time, but she is. And I think it was yesterday or the night before, I actually thought, I looked at her and I thought, what am I going to do when you're dead? <laughs> you really look at ya. Because she's got that, them eyes, like, puss in the boots. The, um, you know, the DreamWorks animation, puss in the boots, when, when he pulls the hat down and his eyes go really wide. And that's what my cat looks like, because she's ginger as well. And that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> Those puppy dog eyes, shall we say. But it's on a cat. <laughs> and I did think it for one little second. I thought, what we're going to do? I knew the, I know the kids. My kids will be devastated. They will be in tears. My missus will be in tears, definitely. I will try and play it cool. And it, man of the house. <laughs> Gotta play it cool. I'll tell you what's funny though, like talking about pets and stuff. My missus bought some fish once, right? Because we had one of them fish bowls. But I think they're meant to be for plants. <laughs> I don't think it was a proper fish bowl. And there used to be a pet store on the just up the road from me. And uh, my missus went in there and she bought some little fishes, right? And I don't know what fishes they were, but they're really tiny fishes. Sorry about that. I um just received a call. <laughs> Talk about random. Some of you are like, what's going on? Is that his phone? Is that his ringtone? Yeah, that's the money heist ringtone. <clears throat> I haven't changed it since I watched it, which was ages ago. I've kept the ringtone. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> But, right, I've, let, let me explain the fault. Right, I wasn't meant to tell you this, guys. I was going to save it for the next episode, but I was meant to do jury service for Birmingham Crown Courts. I was chosen. <laughs> I was randomly chosen by the electronic computer. My name come up. So I was meant to go court. I was trying to get away with not going because... I, it depends on the court case, to be honest. If it was a murder case... Now, I wouldn't want. I'd want to watch that. <laughs> It'd be like CSI, but it wasn't. So, well, I don't even know to be honest. Could have been about somebody's parking fine. Who knows? <laughs> so I, I, that phone call was from the courts, and they said we don't need you now. You've been excluded. So now they don't even need me. So I was going to save that for the next episode to tell you guys that I had to go jury service. But I was going to keep it a secret because I'm not meant to tell anyone. But now you all know. <laughs> Talk about random, isn't it? <laughs> I was talking about fishes and then got a phone call. So that was that, guys. Yeah, basically, sometimes I look at the bowl, the fish bowl, and um, <laughs> it reminds reminds me of the fishes because when we bought them, she put them in cold water, and I said to her, are you sure they're meant to be in cold water? And she said, yeah, the pet shop owner said, you can just put it in the bowl, they'd be okay. And I think we had to put some kind of dye or something you put in the tank beforehand, 24 hours. 
I don't know, to be honest, but the fish dead. <laughs> They're all dead, man. Next day, I woke up, went downstairs. They were all floating on top. <laughs> I thought, are they asleep or they're actually dead? So I had to kind of move one with a pen and nah, it was dead, man. I was kind of um, like a bit sad for them because there was at least 20, like the really tiny, not a bit like the really small, and they all died. <laughs> so do you miss your pets? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I haven't missed, guys, is, you know, whilst that was at work, right, I've been trying to help the government. Now, we all know this old COVID business. I don't want to keep talking about COVID because it's doing all our heads in. But a new variant has come out of the Brazilian one, <laughs> right? So at work, I had to ask. <laughs> Not had to ask, but I wanted to help the government. I wanted to find that missing person who's got the Brazilian variant. So I, I was going to ask all the ladies when they come in for a test. <laughs> if they've got a Brazilian. <laughs> and I did as well. So you're right, Bab. You're coming for the COVID test, have you? Cool. Any symptoms? No. That's good to hear. So, have you been to Brazil? <laughs> and they look at me and went, you sure? You haven't got a Brazilian? The, Brazil the Brazilian variant. <laughs> Some of the looks I was getting was a bit, eh? <laughs> but my colleagues that I'm working with, absolutely in stitches. <laughs> we had a proper laugh, not going to lie. It's been a proper laugh at work this week. I haven't asked them in the, few, the past couple of days, but when the news come out, I thought, I've got to do it, man. <laughs> Just for my own entertainment business. <laughs> so, yeah, that I've been doing that at work. Um, what other stuff have I been doing? Oh, well, I forgot to mention this. I got... Got my podcast, crazy little thing called Love Dev. Don't know if you heard of it. Uh, got a <laughs> got a little review on uh, on the radio station BBC Derby. So it's only restricted to Derbyshire area, but <laughs> you can listen to it online on BBC Sounds. Got a review from a guy named Jack Timpton, who's a um, was it Tim? Tim I can't remember his name now. <laughs> he reviewed my podcast and he played a little clip and he goes I didn't know if I was going to like this at first but he kind of draws you in <laughs> is that what I'm doing folks is that why you keep listening to this podcast but anyway he left a really nice review it was recommended by another comedian who's a promoter as well Alex Leem he recommended my podcast so I really appreciate that. Thank you, mate. That, that was quite a big shock, and it was really nice to hear that. You know that my podcast um, is all right. <laughs> Although it's not the best one, obviously, but I think it deserves to be in at least a top twenty, if anything. <laughs> it's currently top forty-seven. It goes up and down. It's all about the algorithms, isn't it? 
which is why I like to record a podcast episode every week and I don't get to do it. A friend of mine, John Pearson, hello John, he's probably listening, he's probably not to be fair, but he said, yeah, what, you know, I put a question up about podcasts and that, he said, yeah, tell us why you didn't record a podcast episode last week. <laughs> and the truth was, I didn't have anything to talk about, mate. <laughs> So, I mean, this week I'm jam-packed with stuff. I've got that much stuff. I mean, I could talk about it, like, next week's one, but I'm not gonna. Might as well just do it all now, innit? Another story that happened at work. So we got a woman, right? There's a lot of women in our workplace. <laughs> one of our colleagues, uh, unfortunately, she, um, she's she been having a few issues on her car. She had trouble with her car, right? So she took it to a mechanic who happened to be an Asian guy, like Asian as in South Asian, Pakistani, Indian, I don't know, they're all the same. <laughs> same same colour, same language. <laughs> she took it to him anyway, and you know what I said to her? I said, nah, did you get an Asian guy to sort your car out? And she went, yeah. I said, I'll never take my car to an Asian guy, you know. I don't trust them, and I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry, if you're an Indian, Pakistani, whatever you are, dude, I'm not bringing my car to your garage. I don't trust you, man. (laughs) Years ago, I used to have a car. It was a Ford Escort. Terrible car. Oh, one of the worst cars I've ever had. Always letting me down and stuff. Anyway, I took it to a mechanic, right, up here in Aston, Birmingham. And my friend said, take it to him, man. He's cheap, you know, he's cheap. 50 quid, he'll service your car. Thought 50 quid, that's all right. Took it to him, yeah? Got my car back. I drove it. I was like, are you sure he serviced it? It does not feel any different. (laughs) Still kind of drives the same way. Because when you service your car, you change your oil and all that stuff. You can tell. You can instantly tell that your car's a bit more smoother. It's a bit more quieter. You know, it's a bit more faster, if anything. Maybe because my car is a sports car now, but I don't know. But... I could not tell, and I just felt like I got ripped off. So ever since then, I've never, ever took it to an Asian mechanic. My mechanic is white. White and proud. <laughs> I can say that. You, Some of you guys who are dedicated listeners knows I've already talked about my mechanic. He's a legend. An absolute legend. He serviced my car about three weeks ago, and he still hasn't even asked for his money. He's probably forgot, but I need to ring him. I'm going to ring him after this podcast. <laughs> But the story is, right, I haven't finished there. So she got her car serviced, right, from this Asian dude. And obviously I told her off, not told her off, I just said, don't, man. I said, take it to a mechanic who you know, who you trust and you know. And I recommended my own mechanic. And I said, I said he's a bit far from where you are, but I promise you, he'll look after you, man. Anyway, guess what happened? Her car blew up. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Her car blew up. It went on fire. Literally caught and started smoking. And some of the staff told me she was... I wasn't working that day or at that site, actually. They were clearing the car out. She was clearing, like, trying to get stuff out while it was smoking. And then the next thing, they said it went up in flames. Now, that's dangerous, man. A whole car frigging went on fire. Literally. And I felt so bad for her because she she told... The insurance company, 
that she was at work, and because it wasn't a fixed address, they're not going to give her any money. Now, that's terrible news, man. So, basically, the moral of that story is never take your car to an Asian mechanic. <laughs> they might be cheap and cheerful, but whether they do the job is a different story. <laughs> I think I better bring down the uh, the sad vibe now. Shall I tell you a quick joke I wrote? Nothing to do with my pun thing, but I wrote a joke, right? And um, the joke is, when I find it, it is... Hold on a minute. Yeah, I got it. So the, jo- the joke is, I'm ashamed I didn't learn sign language whilst I was growing up with my deaf brother. But we always found a way of resolving our issues with rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> uh, is that funny? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I'd tell you a joke. I'm going to do a quick weird news story now and uh, because I've gone way over my time. I don't think I'll be talking that long. I've missed a week and I've like almost broken my own world record. <laughs> Let's do a quick weird news story. Okay, here it is. Cat attacks pilot, forcing plane to make emergency landing. <laughs> Alright, let's see what this feline has been up to. It's not clear how the cat managed to infiltrate the flight. <laughs> There's a picture of a cat, possibly that one. Um, no, it's not. It says representative image. It's not even that cat. Ginger cat with his fangs hanging out. Right, a mid-air catastrophe huh? unfolded on Wednesday when a stowaway cat attacked a pilot forcing him to make an emergency landing. (laughs) The Qatar-bound flight should be Qatar, isn't it? The Qatar-bound flight was forced to return to Sudan's Katapital city (laughs) of Khartoum, or is it Khatoum, after the cat made a surprise appearance in the cockpit and began to attack the pilot and crew. (laughs) According to Al Sudani News, the feline was noticed by cockpit crew about half an hour after takeoff from Khartoum International Airport on Wednesday. The cat attacked the pilot and resisted all efforts to be captured, <laughs> eventually forcing the plane to turn around and make an emergency landing in the city it had departed just shortly before. <laughs> It's not clear how the cat managed to infiltrate the flight. Was it a terrorist cat? (laughs) The flight, which was operated by Tarko Aviation, but it's believed that it might have entered the aircraft the night before. (laughs) Reports Fox News, it's suspected that the cat snuck inside the plane while it was stationed at the airport overnight for cleaning. Upon awaking up in an unfamiliar setting, it got aggressive <laughs> and proceeded to attack the pilot. <laughs> oh, I would love to see that, that cat attacking the pilot on the aeroplane. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, Tarko Aviation has not yet commented on the incident. This is not the first time a stowaway animal has become the cause of mid-air chaos. In a bizarre incident last year, two pigeons entered a Go Air flight that was to fly from Abbottabad, 
Adi Adi de Badabad to Jaipur, <laughs> leading to a delay by about thirty minutes. There we go. That was today's weird news story about a cat attacking a pilot. Lovely jubbly and the uh, staff. <laughs> there we have it. That was today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Do remember to subscribe. Subscribe. I can't even say the word. Subscribe and share. <laughs> share it to your friends. Leave me a review. Uh, hopefully I'll have some more stuff to talk about next week. We'll have a look. Thanks for listening, guys. See you once again. Uh, 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 uh.